Welcome listeners. Welcome listeners. You're listening to Deeds in the Desert. The place where real estate investors tune in for the latest news and available investments at Ignite Funding. If you're on the hunt for a low effort, passive income stream, then turn up that volume and pull out the hammock as we get ready to feed you your weekly dose of real estate investing insights. Welcome back to another episode of Deeds in the Desert. Today is part two in the Notice of Default series. Carrie and Pat are back in the studio to give you a more in-depth look at what happens before a Notice of Default is filed. Today, they're going to be going over examples of finding the right time to file an NOD and different scenarios when doing so. So Carrie and Pat, welcome back. Yeah, defaults defaults can be scary, but they don't always have to be. So let's talk about when the time is right. Because I think this can be confusing sometimes to investors. Well, why didn't you file the notice of default? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen anything. Did you record anything on that? Why aren't we moving forward? And it's, it just starts. Once we have permission to move forward, it doesn't mean you want to act immediately. So let's talk about a couple different scenarios. And again, this is happening behind the scenes, behind the scenes, right? All we can do is write a letter to you. But sitting down with every investor and having all of these intimate conversations really doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Because from day to day, things are changing. Things are moving. Every project's a different scenario. There are different asset classes. Sometimes we have tenants involved. Sometimes we have renters involved. You know, sometimes, I I mean, who knows? It runs the gamut. Sure. So let's talk about a, maybe a most recent project that we are working on right now where a borrower missed making their interest payments. And again, same scenario here as it was before. We're not naming names, but let's just talk about it in, in generality because, again, every single situation is unique and different. Every single one. I don't think we've ever had one that's exactly the same, ever. Right. And I don't think that's going to happen. No. So let's talk about that one. Initially, when the borrower didn't make their payments... We had had issues in the past with this borrower being late. And when we see a repetitive issue occurring, um, there's a a higher likelihood, right? Our our barometer just starts to kind of go off the charts. And um, we did ask for the investors to give us permission to move forward on that notice of default. But we also were in the midst of the holidays and scheduling. And getting out to the property and getting the borrower there and getting the GC there and really opening the doors up and finding out exactly what's going on. So here we are, right? Borrower hasn't made an interest payment for a couple of months now. That seems crazy to investors. I'm sure they're hearing this going, well, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Give me an idea of why we waited before we initiated the notice of default. Well, it behooves us and the investors to not act until we have all the facts. Part of the reason is you need to make an educated decision. Mm -hmm. You cannot make an educated decision without all the facts. The other part is you want to time your your moves uh, strategically. This is chess, not checkers. We need to make sure we're thinking one step ahead of the questions we're asking. We're reacting to one step ahead of the way our borrower will to try to preserve as much capital as possible. 
some of the reasons we wouldn't file a notice of default before seeing the project are to make sure we're still on good terms with the borrower. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. Make sure they're still going to be showing us all the, the information. You know, we don't, they aren't technically allowed to give us access to the property. Mm -hmm. They don't have to supply us mm -hmm. with any information, but they will if they think it will benefit them. And if we have not filed the notice of default, they still believe that they can get things done. And that we're working with them. And we're working with them mm -hmm. above board. Mm -hmm. uh, behind the scenes, we'll have probably already worked with attorney. We will probably already have a notice of default drafted. And we will probably already have it sitting in a certified envelope ready to be <laughs> delivered. But before mm -hmm. it actually goes out, we want to make sure we can get all the information we can. One, to make an educated decision. Mm -hmm. And two, to make sure the borrowers are working with us as opposed to against us. Typically, they start to work against us when we file a legal notice, which is that mm -hmm. notice of default. Mm -hmm. Let's talk a little bit deeper about that. Because again, I think if we go to surface level, then it feels like I just got a letter. So when we went and looked at that property, who was there? The two of us, the GC, the superintendent, the project manager from the borrower, and the guarantor of the borrower. And while we were there, what was the ultimate goal for the investors? What were we doing on behalf of the investors while we were there? Well, really, at the end of the day, it's to secure their their investment, trying to find the best way to make sure we preserve value. Uh, my personal reason that we were there is to ensure that what work we have paid them for had been done, and more importantly, uh, the supplies in which we have already paid for or reimburse them for were on premise and weren't somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And so my goal was to make sure all the cabinets were there, mm -hmm. all the appliances were there, mm -hmm. all the countertops were there, all the windows were there. Even if they hadn't been installed yet for different reasons, I want to make sure I know we've already paid for those or reimbursed mm -hmm. the borrower for the payment of those. Mm -hmm. So I want to make sure we <clears throat> have access to that. Again, if we filed the notice of default and those items are not on site, where are they? Mm -hmm. How can we get a hold of them? Because we need them to finish off the project. Mm -hmm. And so that was my probably primary goal. Mm -hmm. Secondarily to that is to get an idea of where they're at and what it'll cost to complete it. Mm -hmm. uh, when we do construction loans or any type of value add loans, if it is in the form of physical work to the property, we want to see where that physical work is. And probably most importantly, how much more money and time will need to be uh, expended on the site to get it to that finished project state. So while we were there, uh, videos were taken, pictures were taken, proof of what was there at that time, because sometimes it doesn't always, uh, the working relationship uh, disintegrates over time, mm -hmm. but sometimes the working relationship ends up being one of our best borrowers. Sure. You just never know. And so, Art and science, right? Absolutely. You, you have to balance both of those, whether you are working with a borrower that's had zero issues or you're working with a borrower that's currently having issues. And in some cases, we may have, this could be project specific. This doesn't have to be borrower Absolutely. specific. Yeah. And so in regards to that particular project, the intel, um, you had talked about why you were there, what you got out of it. And, and I'll talk about what I got out of it because, you know, although I'm there getting the same thing you are, I'm also listening. I am 
ears on the ground. I want to understand, you know, what, how are they going to get themselves out of this situation? While you're evaluating, you know, what the value currently is, uh, what has put in, is it there? I, I'm looking at it from maybe a different perspective. How in the heck are you going to get out of this situation? What is your plan? And then just like your checks and balances of, did they really put the check in the mail? My checks and balances is, is what they're saying to us true? And coming back to the office and figuring it out. Trust, but verify. Trust, but verify. Um, and verifying those details. That could take weeks. That could take a month. It takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. But in any case, there are variables that we have to consider before we file. Mm -hmm. Because once you file, let's just say that borrower's working on a refinance and we file that notice of default, what is the chance that that next lender is going to lend them the money? Slim to none, right? When you file it, it, it actually gets filed against the property, so it's public record. Any lender, or every lender, I should say, will be notified of that, and they will be able to see that they are in current default. If they a new lender sees you're in default with an old lender, probably not gonna get that new loan. So if I'm able to verify that there's a refinance in place, what am I gonna do? You probably shouldn't file a notice <laughs> of default because if you do, that exit strategy of getting paid off through refinance has just gone out the window. And how does that harm our investors? Well, it takes away one of the two possibilities of us getting paid off. We get paid off through the sale or refinance of the property. So 50% of our exit strategy just got eliminated. Correct. So patience is a virtue when it comes to defaults. It is the name of the game. And we are not playing a game, like you said, you know, not checkers, this is chess. This is a very serious chess game because this is your money. And we don't take that lightly. Absolutely. So if, if we are, as some investors would say, dragging our feet, I'm okay with dragging my feet. If it returns your capital and potentially any interest that you have, have not made, I, I think it behooves you to give us a little bit more time. Now, in some cases, we may give them time and we may not see the results that we were expecting. Mm -hmm. So what we will continue to do with our investors is keep you updated as much as we can, because I also don't want to put information out there that could potentially get back to our borrowers. And that's important because this is a chess game. This isn't checkers. So if it feels like there is a stall, trust me, we are protecting your asset during that period of time by stalling. I, and I, I know that's a lot to ask to say, trust me, but our default rate is very, very low. And when we do have defaults, we are also very successful at working through those defaults. There have been very few times where investors have lost money. So sometimes just giving us a little bit more time will create a better outcome for you. So as much as I can't give you every intimate little detail, when we write to you and we write a letter and we are asking for permission for something, it is because it gives us the autonomy to act when it's appropriate. Well, you said two things there that kind of contradict each other. And I, or I want to kind of dive into that a little bit more. You said investors will think you're stalling or dragging your feet or mm -hmm. two terms you used. Mm -hmm. And then on the other side of the equation, you said you'll do everything you can to keep them informed as much as you can. 
how often is that communication and why isn't it daily? Why isn't it hourly? If you say things change so much, why wouldn't you put that out there then? If I told investors every time something was happening with a loan, you'd probably freak out because during this process, there's highs and highs and there's lows and lows, right? Absolutely. And if I spent all of my time communicating every single conversation that I'm having, I wouldn't be able to protect the rest of the assets that you have here at Ignite Funding, right? Mm -hmm. And so ultimately, when it comes to um, communicating with investors, at minimum, you know, depending upon the situation and where we're at, you will hear from us on a monthly basis, at least on the onset. Now, there are going to be times where there will be three months before you hear from us. And the reason why you wouldn't during that period of time is maybe we did file the notice of default. And maybe it takes 90 days or 120 days in that state. There's not a whole lot to update you on. But sometimes there is. Because not every default, and many don't, ever get to the stage where we're actually taking them back through foreclosure. Because we don't stop working on that asset during the time that we are foreclosing. There's... That's a whole nother segment that we could talk about, Pat, right? Absolutely, yeah. Because we preemptively are getting ready to take back that, that asset. So we can't sell it during that period of time. Actually, we can't even talk about selling it during that period of time. But we, could, we can and do work on um, an exit strategy because ultimately we're taking that property back and changing our loan servicing role into an asset management role. And in doing so, now we are responsible for the disposition of the asset that we now own. We've taken it from the borrower and we now own it, investors. And I say we because Pat and I sitting here are investors as well. So we're, we're in this with our investors many times. Many, many times we're in this with our investors. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we are looking for the, the exit strategy as quickly as possible when we take back that property. And, and gosh, we could go on and on and on about that, and we'll definitely do that. You know, what, what really happens as we're nearing that completion of the foreclosure process and, you know, standing on the steps of the foreclosure sale and handing out our business cards and seeing who, I mean, that's a whole nother process that I think investors probably have no idea um, about our engagement and involvement there. But to specifically answer your question, I think the most frustrating part with investors is they feel like we're stalling and they feel like they haven't heard anything because I didn't call them that day or the next day or every week or every month. You know, there's a lot going on behind the scenes. Um, but when it is appropriate to communicate, we will. But I don't think it, it helps anybody if I'm instilling fear and then, oh, it's a good day. Oh, it's a bad day. Oh, it's a good day. Oh, I got some good information. You know, I, I, I don't lead by, you know, highs and lows. I lead by truth um, and facts. And when I have those, I will share those. We make it available on our website. We have a default portal for a reason. Please check it out if you are in a situation where you have a loan that is in default uh, we do that specifically so that if we are not available to answer the, the ready questions, that it's always available to you 24-7. And as we have information, not only do we update the portal, but we also communicate to you through email. But you can call us as well. I know that the first time that you're involved in a default, and, and by the way, everybody 
every investor could be potentially involved in a default. At some point of your investment journey at Ignite Funding, it will happen. It'll happen. There will be moments where, you know, and it could just be for a couple of days. It could be worked out very quickly. It could be, you know, that we have a default and it takes us a year to be able to sell the property. Every situation is unique and different, but we're, we're not running from it. You know, we, we run into the fire. We do not run away. We constantly talk about the, the projects that we have um, that are in an REO status. We're always looking to move those assets. Us returning your capital to you to get reinvested is our number one goal as quickly as we possibly can. So we're not stalling. We're working. We're constantly working on not just new projects, but the existing projects, defaulted projects, forbearance projects. All of them are on our docket. Would you agree? Yes. Yeah, we absolutely are. And and don't take the lack of daily communication for a lack of daily engagement from us. Mm -hmm. That simply does not correlate one-to-one. Just because there isn't a communication that day or that week, I guarantee you there's some sort of involvement that day or that week from one of us Mm -hmm. with that asset or with that borrower. Mm -hmm. Always. I agree. I would go as far to say as, you know, when we have a default, uh, we are hyper-focused on that default. Uh, Not taking away from other things, but you know, it, it weighs heavy on us, heavy on me. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, it, it weighs, it, it's very heavy for us to be uh, in that that type of situation. We're not perfect. You know, I don't claim to be perfect, but we have we have a damn good track record. And um, we, we, we don't want to see that tarnished. And, and when it is, um, I think Pat would agree with me, you know, we take it personally. A little too personally at times, yeah. There's a <laughs> lot of lost sleep, a lot of uh, gone hours from the family that mm-hmm. uh, I wish didn't have to happen, mm-hmm. but simply do. Uh, it's something we're emotionally and financially invested in. Mm-hmm. It hurts us just as much as it hurts investors, both from a company standpoint, because the company doesn't earn revenue, when that happens, you know, we earn servicing fees. That servicing fees are, are non-existent with mm-hmm. the default. But also on a personal level, because I and you and most employees here invest our personal money in these deals right alongside the investors. Pair pursued to their dollar is our dollar with no better or less reward or risk level. We don't get paid first. We don't get paid less. We're pair pursued with every other investor. So, you know, it, it does take a a toll both professionally and personally, Mm -hmm. both emotionally and financially. And because of that, you know, we're, we're really in it to win it. (laughs) He was going to say busting our ass. So I'm going to go ahead and say it. (laughs) I was going to say that, but uh, I just, I refrained. (laughs) Well, we'll, we'll see if Maddie lets that stay or not. Um, You know, she always says, be yourself on the podcast. And I hope our investors are, are enjoying these podcasts and, and, and this is who we are. I mean, this is what we do. This is what we eat, breathe, sleep. And, and more, more specifically, when there is a default, it, it, does, it does impact us differently. When we are in a situation where we have a default, uh, just like the investors, you know, we refrain from having conversations with, with our mm-hmm. staff about that as well, because, you know, we, we don't want to put them on that roller coaster with us. That is something that we keep close to our chest. And making sure that information uh, that shouldn't get out there doesn't, that's important. And that when we deliver a message to our investors preemptively before we're delivering it to you, we're delivering it to our staff. 
And so, you know, we, we try to make sure, you know, you may call one of the staff members here at Ignite Funding and, and they may tell you that they do not know the current situation of that default. And I'm here to tell you they don't. Um, there are only a couple of people that have that that intimate um, details, and well, they're talking to you today, and we keep that we keep that close because again, this this is a serious situation, and it is your money that's involved. Hopefully, now that you have a little bit more insight into that, you can appreciate all of the moving parts behind the scenes, and um, you know, allow us that time to work through through those defaults because uh, we will. We absolutely will. And make sure that we are preserving as much of your capital, if not all, um, that we can. Thank you both so much for coming in the studio and recording part two of the Notice of Default series. Next week, we are going to have part three, and that's going to go over Notice of Default to foreclosure and kind of the process that goes on there. Thanks again for listening to another episode of Deeds in the Desert. Thanks for joining us this week on Deeds in the Desert where short-term investments meet long-term investors. We hope you enjoyed the content so much that you share it with all your friends. Who doesn't like learning about passive fixed income, right? Still hungry for more education? Visit our website at ignitefunding.com. Or if you're ready to take the leap and start investing, give us a call at 702-761-0000 and schedule a free investor consultation. 